Thank you for tuning in to Bacon Sale today, where you can find facts and things that you couldn't possibly find anywhere else. And we're... I don't know. I've lost it. <laughs> today, that was very good. On NPR. <laughs> uh, we'd like to... Uh, Give you some information that we know you possibly haven't heard before. Uh, only let, here. Will you catch it? Let me add some wacky sound effects to that. Hey, there's nothing wrong with talking in soft tones about things people care about, but don't know they care about. Why are hipsters soft-toned? Re- anyway, I don't know. Rest in peace, Jake's intro. <laughs> <laughs> That's about right. Let's just start with that. Welcome to Vegas, everyone. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And Jacob. Why are we doing this? <laughs> Guys, we're going to be hipsters today. Yeah. <laughs> it's another Kent show. Yeah, because I was going to say, last show uh, was our uh, DC uh, DC pitch show, basically. Yes. And, uh, and those you know, are two things that I love so much. People are passionate about it. Like, we got some feedback about DC and Marvel on both sides of the fence. Didn't you find it kind of interesting? And I think I love our fan base. They generally pick DC over Marvel. I don't judge people based on what they like, Kent. I just like that the fan base or the engaged fan base is kind of behind me because <laughs> I'm DC apparently. Yeah. Why apparently am I still DC. whispering? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. But we did a pitch show and you decided you liked, you liked pitch shows and no, we're no, going no, no, to no. do them every other month. No, that's not true. You said you liked you it. You want me to tell you, you want, we want to have our conversation right now that we yeah, have? Yeah, let's do it. So what happened is I said to Kent, hey, the music that you put on the show actually made that kind of fun, like, you know, background music. I thought it was funny. And I said, that may be more, you know, I'm going to be more likely to do pitch shows next time. Perfect. Every and, other month. And Kent said, great. And I said, except you're still going to have to watch something. Which I don't think is really fair. He actually roofied you and had you sign a contract saying you would do pitch shows every other month. Mm-hmm. So this thank is, you. That's pretty real. standard for Kent, though. Like, he does, <laughs> he does, <laughs> that, he does that when like, I agree to go like out on the weekend to a movie with him. He roofies I like, me. I like how he roofies someone just so they'll sign a paper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else I do. That's being pulled out of context. <laughs> 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 so, but what do I have to do for the next pitch show? Because I've, I watched Moulin Rouge for the last you one. You did. And, and, and like I said, I don't want to punish you. I just want to, I want to show you things. And you may, this kind of t- ties this into what ties we're in really today. well, I was just thinking. But you know, as well as I do, that you love showing people things that are good, that yes. you think they might like if they just gave it a chance. Right. And so that's why I said, no, give Moulin Rouge another chance. You enjoyed it. You gave it a B. I did. Plus. And... Um, <laughs> Then, <laughs> so for this one, I said, okay, what's going to be next? And I didn't want to give you something terrible, but I wanted to give you something that you wouldn't watch. And so I said to Kent, he has to watch the first three episodes of season one of Gilmore Girls. I couldn't think of a worse punishment. Die every mad black woman. I would, pr- ooh. All the Transformers I'm not going to say I'd rather watch that one. <laughs> it's it's about shorter. equal though. No, but this, like, here's the thing is I'm not having you watch it because you won't like it. Because I actually... I finished the first season and I don't mind it. And my, my wife said we should totally do a Gilmore it's Girls weird episode. How the, the hair just like leaps off of your body when you say that because you lose so much masculinity. <laughs> like you, you have low T and your T gets lower by the second. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, that's what I'm saying is this is this is not a bad show. I think you think it has a bad reputation, and that's why it's three episodes. It's that's not roughly a bad reputation. Length. I have seen enough of it where everyone is so clever that these 45-year-olds in the writing room, they just are patting themselves on the back. It's like Aaron Sorkin and Aaron Sorkin in a room together. Like, that's, aren't we whoa. so great? Wow, that's a nerd burn. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Aaron Sorkin in a room together. Isn't that what we're doing here on this show? Oh, that's It's just hipster. And on that note, here's what we're going to do today, guys. Welcome to our hipster flicks. Hipster flick picks. Hipster flick picks. And and if you do like this, 
listener, please let us know so that we can do more of these. Because this is one of those shows we thought, hey, this could be fun to do, and we'll see how you react. Look, because here's the reality of it. I mean, we do spend, especially somebody like Ken spends a disproportionate amount of time watching movies. Correct. Largely that are terrible, but occasionally yeah. you find gems. Yes. Right? And so, and with that knowledge, you can come and in and in this episode, say in like a collective form, here's a list of some of those movies that are worth watching that you probably missed. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go through all, all three of us, actually. I've got a list as well. And we'll pick what? movies that you probably Jacob, haven't seen. These are movies. These aren't flip books that you got in your Elmish house. They're not flip books. <laughs> those are those not moving pictures. <laughs> they are moving pictures. I like how Joel tried to find a joke in I there know. somewhere. Yeah, I was trying to I'm like yeah, it's not trying. going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, the Elmish thing's played out, isn't it? Yeah, it probably. Is. It was played out in season two. <laughs> That's why we ended on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, What's so, gonna be the running gag well, of season three? So because we're hipsters today. Hold on, let me tighten my suspenders real quick. Mm-hmm. Right. Hold on, I gotta adjust my uh, pork pie hat. Nice, Jake. What are you gonna do? Oh, uh, you know, I'll just Jake like smoking. You. Quit smoking in my house. <laughs> Anyways, it's okay. It's kale. I've got I've got Ken's haircut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well done, sir. We're not gonna do a top three. We're not gonna do a top five. We're not even doing tops. Every, everyone does top three, top five. Right. It's so yesterday. It's so cliche. What are we doing? So overused. We're what giving, would you do? We're given a list of four. Yeah, four sounds good. Four is like a nice obscure number. Yeah, no one's doing four. Yeah. Four is the new three. But you know what? There's, there's no ranking here. I'm just going to let them be equal. Yes. Yeah. Number equality. Can, you, can, you know what this reminds me of? Hmm. One of the first jokes I heard you tell. Oh, no. You remember one of the first jokes you heard Ken I am tell? so excited. What is this? Yeah, yeah. We were, it was at work and, and you'd said, hey, how many hipsters does it take to screw in a light bulb? I told a light bulb joke the you first did. time. <laughs> Mitch, that was the first joke I heard. And, and then you were telling somebody else, and then you were like, and they were like, "What? Or how many?" And they and you said uh, some obscure number. You probably haven't heard of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm hilarious. Jo- do you remember the first joke I told? No. Oh. Jake loves me. You, it's okay. It prob- been a terrible it's okay. Joke, you probably, probably never heard. Of, you probably never heard of the joke I told. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, so yes, we are each going to go around, and and really, this is uh, a challenge to each one of us, as well as it is to you. We're gonna see if each other have seen these movies, and then we're also gonna see if you, the listener, has seen have seen these movies or not. All right, so, so we're gonna go one 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 two 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 three three yep. three four four four. And again, listener, these are random, and the criteria simply is we don't want to go too hipster. We don't because we want to no. make sure that these are watchable and enjoyable to you. So, Joel, you said it really well when you said the idea is if you walk into a room of people most of these people probably haven't seen the movie yeah and then i said don't go too hipster i think the the analogy i used was it can't be on a film strip that you saw yeah like in college and there's no copies available or something like that yeah yeah so this needs to be mainstream movies it to some degree they have to be accessible accessible you should be yeah. able to watch them without having to buy something from the criterion collection oh or that's something. what i was going to do is find out where to watch mine oh well all right kent should we start with you yeah let's start with mine all right now, this one is actually, I went a little bit more hipster with this because I went with the TV movie. Whoa. Is that okay? Is it available? It is available. If, if it's available to watch, it's free game. Is it Hallmark movie? It's a British TV movie, but it was actually released theatrically here. Oh, and the other criteria is, here, here's the other criteria. We have to have seen it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and we have to have liked it. That's well, really all obviously, we Obviously, we're recommending it. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, let me point that out as well. I mean, like, we're going to get a list of at least 12, probably some more with wild cards and whatnot. And these are movies we want you to see. And if you see them, write to us. Tell us what you thought. Let yeah. us know. And we, actually, I want people's recommendations as well. If there's yeah, weird I'd love stuff to I haven't seen. And we're going to be posting this list on baconcell.com so you can find it there yeah. in case you don't want to write everything down. All right, Kent, what's your first? So it's actually three movies. 
What? All together. What? Wait, okay. Guys. Is this Pride and Prejudice? This is how Kent, I We're going on hipster on movie picks, not on rules. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Uh, it's not actually a movie. It's a TV movie. It's not actually one movie. It's seven movies. And it's and not actually American. It's British. No. Quit trying to regulate me. I'm just me. trying to put you in a corner, baby. <laughs> so mine is called the Red Riding Trilogy. The Red Riding Trilogy. Like Red Riding Hood? Yeah. So it's Red Riding colon... Or and then it's in the year Cold of our Lord, trilogy. 1974, 1980, and 1983. Those are the three movies in this trilogy. Were they made at those times? No, they were not. They were made in about 2006 to, th- to 2009. I've never. I, I'll, I'll say right now, I have never heard of this. So I neither. It's so you must it's, not really it's, like it then. It's a three-part movie. Kent's going to tell you how it hipster us. I don't know if I will. I'm pretty sure you will. Yeah, you will. Will I? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> That's why this is your show. Two Kent. of mine are Marvel movies. So. <laughs> oh, uh, you've probably never seen Thor: The Dark World because <laughs> you probably skipped that one <laughs> using your good Jake sense. Jake is like googling dark movies. Yeah. Thor: The Dark World. That's Anyways, dark. so Red Riding Trilogy. Speaking of dark, this is a very dark series. In this first one, Andrew, TVMA, TV fourteen. It's not rated, but it's TVMA. Okay, and I will go into why in a little bit. So. In 1974, a rookie journalist named Eddie Dunford, played by Andrew Garfield. Oh, Andrew Garfield. Yeah. I and mean, we all love Andrew Garfield. I know him. Social Network, Hacksaw Ridge, nothing else. The weird alien body boy. Spider-Man? No. I don't recall that. Ready. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's blocked out of your memory just because you're excited about this new Tony Stark movie? You know, you could bend over backwards to try to get me to remember, but I don't think I would. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. And Stacy humor. <laughs> I know. It just seems like too much. That's a stretch. Okay, so a rookie, <laughs> a rookie journalist investigates a series of child abductions and murders. So it's a really happy time, leading him to suspect that there's a terrifying connection. That's not in the summary, by the way. <laughs> leading him to suspect that there's a terrifying connection between the perpetrators and the upper echelons of Yorkshire power. And so wow. this is this young reporter trying to figure out how all these rich guys, uh, one of them played by Sean Bean, is behind all these child killers. Sean Bean, so he's going to die. We'll see. Okay. We shall see. And so in, and so there's a serial killer around. They're thinking that there's this guy named the Wolf that is killing a lot of people. Um, but meanwhile, there are these rich people in London that are also very corrupt. And so this first part is all about kind of corruption in the media, corruption in the police force. And then that continues six years later. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm just telling you now, characters don't always make it to the next one. Six years later, and then three years after that. And so there are people ranging these movies like Patty Considine, uh, Mark Addy, Rebecca Hall's in these movies. Those are names. Just, you don't know them? Like Mark Addy's in Game of Thrones. He was uh, Robert Baratheon. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so Patty Considine, he was um, one of the Andes in Hot Fuzz. He's oh. also in The World's End. Yeah. It's very, very British cast. Was he the, was he the fat kid in, in Shaun of the Dead? No, that, that was um, Rafe Spall. Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah. Yes. So you, you told us a summary. Why, why is it good? British stuff is so in right now. Even though Sherlock is terrible, probably the worst it's ever been. It's gone downhill. But, you know, series like Sherlock, series like Luther, I think there Broad is... Broadchurch. Broadchurch. There's a very big interest in not just like British period pieces, but British crime drama. Mm-hmm. And this one is, granted, it's darker. It's basically rated R. In fact, it is rated R for violence, profanity, and smoking. Because it's the 70s and 80s, so oh, man. everyone say, smokes. That's my new favorite thing, that every time we start up a movie and there's like that PSA about smoking at the beginning, I'm like, oh, looks like they're going to be smoking in the Rescuers, kids. <laughs> Get ready True for story. that. True <laughs> story. And you had to warn, warn them? There, no, there was, there was like a, a PSA for smoking before the Rescuers, and I'm like, okay. 
But what this is, is it almost seems like three different movies because, well, it literally is, but it all comes together in the end and there's redemption for some characters. There's just a uh, downfall for others. It's great because you're investing six hours into this big story where you even forget about some of the bigger crimes until it all wraps up in the end. And it is one complete picture in the end. And it's, I, I was really blown away. Granted, it's dark subject matter, but if you can handle that or find it on clear play, uh, you can actually rent this on Amazon. It's three ninety nine each, and so there are three parts. Sometimes Netflix has this for free. It's expensive. It, it is expensive. That's so but hipster. It's, That's like it's, it's, it's like worth, it's worth watching. Organic. Uh, is it organic? <laughs> organic is, BBC. Like drama? how everything's more expensive when it's organic. Oh yeah, yeah. Good call. But uh, if you really like just the dark British stuff. You want Criminal Minds, but being a little bit darker than actual Criminal Minds, <laughs> this is the show if for you. If you like Criminal Minds, but want it more twisted and dark. I'll, I'll say this. This is like Luther, but with some characters that you actually like to begin with. Like, they're not as gray. I've seen the pilot of Luther. Oh, man. That's I a- love Luther. If it's a TV, Wait, you, you recommend it. No, you love Lucifer. Yeah. That's what you were going to say. Oh, yeah, that Fox TV show. So pilot? much fun. No, it's as far as I've gotten. I, I, <laughs> oh. I, I watched Justified and Luther at the same time, and I went a little further with Justified. I haven't gone back to Luther yet. That's right. Or, I, Jake, I think you should have your wife watch this. I think she could handle it. Really? Yeah. It's British. She's huh. British. Yeah, that's true. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> is she? Is she? Is, is it Don't call Jake's wife it. <laughs> no, no. No, is it true? Is the fact true? Not it. Yes. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my wife I, is a lovely woman. Thank you, Joel. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, mine is from. My, okay, so I've got I've got evenly spaced or genre spaced uh, choices here. So okay, uh, the first one's going to be the old one. That's so which, mainstream. Which I knew you guys would call me out on because I could I I would have loved to just pick four. Old I think ones, I beat you on the old one. You think so? I think so. Nineteen thirty four. I beat you. All right. Really? What's older than that you're going to recommend? I got, silent movies? You're I got going to recommend a, couple. a silent movie. I got a couple. Oh, wow. I you, know, you know I'm a fan. I know. I know you are. All right. So mine is actually a Best Picture winner. This one is. 1934, Best Picture winner. Yep. And most people still have That's not seen That's pretty early this. on. Is that Cavalcade? Yeah, I think Cavalcade. It's not Cavalcade. This is Frank Capra in oh, uh, directing. You can't take it. No, uh, it's the one with the no, uncle. I, I love that one, too. The uncle... Nazi, whatever his name is, the people that don't want to pay taxes, that one? Nope. That, that's, you can't take it with you. Oh, that is to get it with you. What's yeah. Frank Capra? Mrs. Miniver? Should I just let him keep guessing? I don't even know. I have no idea. I'm bugged. I can't remember it's, 1934. It did happen one night. Ah! Oh, yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah. What are the big five winners? Yeah. Here's, I should have totally guessed that. Here's the remarkable thing about it happened one night. I mean, we, 1934. I mean, obviously, black and white, right? This movie is still fun to watch. This it is, is like the oldest romantic comedy that you will find. It's endearing. It's entertaining. It's it's witty, um, and it, it really kind of like takes you back in time too, in a way that doesn't bore you, which is amazing. Well, yeah, and this is like I mentioned, this is one of the winners of the Big Five, which is uh, best actor, best actress, best screenplay, and uh, best director and best picture. And so, if they win all those five, and it's only happened to it happened one white, one flew over the cuckoo's nest, and Silence of the Lambs. So you're saying this is. A hipster pick because it's so old that no one's probably discovered Just it. Just because it's so old. And, you know, obviously, I mean, yeah, it's a big award winner. But from 1934, who's going back and even watching award winners? No, that's what I'm saying. There's like people talk about Sounds of the Lambs. And even it happened at uh, One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. Now people talk about it happened one night. And no. it's a cute movie. It is. It is. Yeah. It's extremely endearing. Do you have a synopsis up when you were doing that? Uh, I or never mind. But I can pull it up. I mean, the, the, basic, the basic premise is, I, I only hesitate because someone else will probably say it better. But yeah, the basic premise is there's this rich girl who has to marry a guy and she runs off trying to 
you know, just escape her life. And then she runs into this guy, Clark Gable. And he's kind of, uh, he's kind of a jerk. He's yeah, super a dis- rogue. Yeah. A rapscallion. It's basically his same character a that lush. he plays every time. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> a rake. Scoundrel. <laughs> uh, a spoiled heiress running away from her family is helped by a man who's actually a reporter in need of a story. Yep. Oh, is he acting like he's Jewish? Is this the gentleman's agreement? No, that's agreement? not that one. Oh, that one was terrible. <laughs> that, that was terrible. terrible. What was yeah. that? Gentleman's agreement. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why people have such a stigma against black and white movies. Like, they're... <laughs> You can tell such a good story. It doesn't matter if the, the, the film is color or not. Well, no, it's because people are like raised on special effects at this point. And so they know if it's older, there's not going to be big explosions. There's not going to be effects. There's not going to be aliens or superheroes. Although all those are in, in, in happen one night, which is really weird. <laughs> <laughs> For me, because I, it's taken me a while to jump onto older movies. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, it's, it's a lot of the, the acting felt really wooden or just stilted. Well, like it, the, it's vaudevillian. Everyone's uh, talk so big and it's, it's grandstanding. Well, the, it's true. I mean, there was a lot of Honestly, in 1934, they were still coming off invention of film. Mm-hmm. And so they were still stage acting, which is big acting because you have to act to the people in the back of the room. Whereas film acting is much more subtle and people hadn't quite gained that knowledge mm-hmm. yet. Yeah. All right. Film nerd. Film hipster. All right. So go watch it happen one night. Uh, oh, and you can find it. I think it's only for sale on Amazon or maybe rent on Amazon. It's probably it's for what? Like 15 bucks? Three. Oh, three. Yeah. Oh, yep. so you rent it. Okay. Okay. Yep. All right. I've talked about a lot of these before on the show, but I just wanted to bring them up again. So, uh, by the way, Jacob, you failed the we both seen it thing. Or we've both seen it. But the listener, if you haven't seen it, let us know. Yeah. So mine is Waking Ned Divine. 1988. Oh, yeah. You've seen it? Yeah. Jacob? Yeah, on TV. It's a great movie. Honestly, this is one of my favorite movies. Literally one of my favorite movies of all time. I cannot get enough of it, and I watch, really? it, every, I watch it every year. Top, every year. Like top 10? Top 30? Top, top 20. Okay. Yeah, because uh, I, I, I don't think it made my top 10. Maybe it did, though. I'll have to go back and look. But the thing is, we watch this every year for St. Patrick's Day. When we get together, have a St. Patrick's Day party, we always watch this movie, or I always watch it at least around the season. Uh, 1998, it's a British film. And the plot synopsis on IMDb goes something like this. When a lottery winner dies of shock, his fellow townsfolk attempt to claim the money. It's directed by Kirk Jones, which if you don't know who he is, he directed Nanny McPhee and My Big Fat Greek Wedding too. <laughs> oh. Not exactly a selling point, Kirk. Nope. Probably shouldn't even bring that up. Um, but it stars uh, Ian Bannon, who you may know as the leper guy from Braveheart, the leper dad oh, yeah. from Braveheart. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Kelly, who's just this adorable old man who was Grandpa Joe in the remake of Willy Wonka. And then, uh, I can never say her name, Funula Flanagan, who was uh, Mrs. Mills on The Others. But uh, so it's this this Irish movie, which if you love Irish accents, you're already going to love this movie. And uh, it's about these, this small town in Ireland and there's a lottery winner and they don't know who it is. And they find out the guy who died, the guy who won died. And so then they try to claim the ticket. And it's this whole, it's a very comedic movie, but it's not like laugh out loud slapstick kind of comedy. It's just like witty banter. And funny situations and mistaken identities. It's, it's very farcical in that way. It's PG. And I will warn you, there is some old man butt in it. Because <laughs> these, these old <laughs> like men. Like really old. Well, yeah. Because they're, old, they're old like men old men. Old men that he sees yearly. <laughs> <laughs> but they, like, they, they go skinny dipping at one point, And then that's the whole thing. It's like these two men going to the ocean. But, uh, you, and you can find it actually on Amazon for $2.99 or at your local library. I found it there. Um, I own it. If you ever want to, you know, borrow it from me, let me know. Although I do have a, a pretty strict one-in, one-out policy. But honestly, this this uh, only grossed five fifty-five point two million worldwide, but it has an eighty-three percent on Rotten Tomatoes with fifty-nine reviews. Before you move on, can I just praise Jake for his level of restraint? Why? <laughs> That's all. Go ahead. What's he doing? <laughs> Nothing. 
Uh, You're just saying things, and we can make so many euphemisms. You, you but we'll had, stop you there. Had some context. Get your minds out of the gutter, boys. <laughs> um, and, and in regards to who think will like it, I honestly think this is a people pleaser. I have not met a person that I've shown this to has, who has not liked this movie. It, it's funny because I felt like when I was watching it, it was kind of meandering, much like the town does. Yes, and it gets to this magnificent ending, though. Yes. And it, it really is quite charming. Which is, it's funny because it's actually started out as a 10, uh, 10 minute short. Really? Yes. And that's how, that's kind of how they pitched it, but then it expanded to a full length strip. And it's kind of, you can see that because there's a main story, but then there's like townspeople B stories all over the place. And that's a lot of fun to watch. It's a warm, uplifting, but strangely dark movie. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And uh, I really enjoyed it. So, so where, where can people find it? Uh, I, Amazon video. When you were talking about euphemisms, I said you can find it at Amazon. Oh, yeah. I was too distracted about what I was thinking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kent. Hipster it up. All right. So speaking of Irish films. Oh, you're going Irish as well. No, I'm not at all. Oh, actually. Um, actually, I am. So this next one, I'm going to such a drastic change from Red Riding. I'm going to an animated film and it's rated PG. It's called Song of the Sea. Oh, Song of the Sea. Yeah, Song of the Sea. I've seen that one. You've seen it, right? I've Jake, seen Jake, have you seen this one? No. Uh-uh. This is one of those where I think it was probably nominated for the Oscar. I think tw- 2010, roundabout. It's mm. the same director of The Secret of Kells, which was an Oscar winner. It's a weird. It's a weird style of animation. It is. I say weird because it's not traditional. It's it's bizarre, but it's engaging. it's very penciled, but a lot of pastels as well. It feels very Celtic. Uh, however, that you know works in animation. Larry Bird. <laughs> All right, so you've the got, Celtics. Since you've got two in a row that we that I, at least I haven't heard of. Like, are you picking ones that you think most people will enjoy, but they've missed? Or are these like, are there a special demographic that you think? My kids like, actually, so Song of the Sea, I put it on for my kids. It's on Amazon Prime, Um, actually. Okay. Yeah, for free right now. We watched it last year and and generally like on a pizza and movie night, I'm not as good at good as Joel because I have two daughters and they just want to watch something like Barbie, <laughs> like Barbie puppy chase or something like that. So I'll try to find one that's a little unique that Barbie puppy least... chase was my band's name in college. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, there we go. And so I want to find one that like at least will pique my interest a little bit, but I'll, I'm more than happy to get them, you know, trolls or something like that too. But I saw song of the sea and I go, okay, hopefully they'll like it because I think I'll like it. And we all loved it. Mm-hmm. Like, I was surprised by how much I liked this. I sat and watched every Did second. Did you synopsis yet? Yeah. Oh, here it is. I mean, let me talk about how much I love it before. <laughs> so, Ben, a young Irish boy, and his little sister, Sersha. I love the name, Sersha. Sersha. A girl who can turn into a seal, go on an adventure to free the fairies and save the spirit world. It's, it almost feels like a, like a European Miyazaki film. Yes. Wow, going hipster. <laughs> yes. Thank you for the title of the show. So, Jake, just to sell this to you, and okay. maybe it won't, maybe it will. It, it, it just feels like a mythological tale. It feels like folklore. So, basically, there's this yeah. old mariner, and he's like a lighthouse keeper, mm-hmm. and his wife is pregnant. She dies seemingly. Your kids love this movie. It's weird because it's just like it's like up basically. No, but and then it goes forward in time six years to when the mom is gone, the dad is just kind of dead inside. the he, The son hates his sister, who he blames for his mom's death, and so the and this girl is mute, and so it's kind of unhappy. Hmm. And then they start telling these scary stories to each other about all these folklore, like these monsters in in Irish folklore, and then it all kind of happens. And this little girl becomes pivotal to bringing the family back together. It, it's a really sweet movie. She even had no though, choice but to keep them all together. 
So the only recognizable actor I could, well, the one only, oh, the only actor I could recognize was Brendan Gleeson. Yep. Who's in every Irish movie ever. Yeah. But he's great. In Bruges and 28 Days Later and all those. So it is rated PG because a wife briefly kisses her husband. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Well, watch out. And then, oh, oh Connor, no. Connor, the dad in the frame and drink beer at a pub. Oh, no. But this is just a sweet movie. The animation is absolutely beautiful. Joel's not wrong when he says this is a European Miyazaki because Miyazaki's known for the 2D brilliance, basically. And this is... It's a mind trip. It's a mind trip. But yeah, definitely see this movie. Yeah. Good one. It's a good one to watch. All right. All right, Jacob, you're up again. See if you can out-hipster Kent and Joel. All right. My next one is Vampire Academy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think I saw that in a theater with my shoes off. <laughs> is that my voice? That's that, pretty much. I feel like not enough people have seen Vampire Academy to truly appreciate the brilliance. Are you really thinking Vampire Academy? No, no. <laughs> Dang when it. You didn't make the joke last time. I thought I better do it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, sorry to disappoint you. You haven't seen it, though. No, I haven't. So I would have won that way. You would have. We would have won. <laughs> yeah. All right. No, my next one is actually. A 2005 uh, movie by Ridley Scott. Now, as strange as that might be, you haven't probably seen it because this one is not just the regular movie. The part that makes it hipster. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Is the director's cut. I'm talking about Kingdom of Heaven. This is Orlando Bloom. I haven't seen it. Eva Green. What? I haven't seen Kingdom of Heaven. And It's on my list. Look, even if you have seen it, even and for you listening, if you've seen it, you probably haven't seen the director's cut. Now, forget, forget the original. And if you haven't seen either, do not pick up the original. Plot synopsis? It, yeah, plot synopsis first. Well, okay, a little bit of background first. This is Ridley Scott coming off of Gladiator, and, and he was basically given this big, like, like write his own check. And he, he got a little too big, and he made this movie, Kingdom of Heaven, and... I have to say this, this plot synopsis is not luring me in. I said it, I said <laughs> it wasn't. It's the background. <laughs> I said background first. Balian of Iblin travels to Jerusalem <laughs> on, during the on, Crusades in the 12th century. Stop it. So, uh, so he, he makes the movie too long. And so the, the studio says you have to cut it back to like some short number. I can't remember. Two and a half hours wasn't, was like the, the yeah. short version. No, hour can, and a half. Actually, can I, can I undersell this movie to Joel real quick? All right. Orlando Bloom in the height of his career is a crusader trained by his father, Liam, Liam Neeson, Neeson or Ra's al Ghul. Okay. So he goes to the crusades and he finds the, the prince there who has leprosy played by Edward Norton. Wow. And who tries to romance this. Eva Green. I mean, like this movie, I saw the original cut. And sorry, I'm jumping before you really get the synopsis yeah. or whatever. But I like how Ken's pitching your movie now. It, like, I'm trying to undersell it. I saw this movie, the two and a half hour one, and I'm like, Ridley Scott, director of Gladiator. This is going to be so good. Wow, that was terrible. Yep. It is just an Gladiator an, was terrible. It's an, wow, really? Meh. Really? No, it's just meh. Wow. I love, the, I love the music. I'm just not a big a, fan of the movie. I think Joel just won the hipster show. I know, right? Is there a heart beating in your chest? <laughs> it's just too mainstream. <laughs> it kind of is. I get it for you, maybe. It's like a popcorn version of Braveheart. Well, maybe you like Kingdom of Heaven because it's an editing nightmare and no one should watch it. So maybe that's right up your alley. Maybe. But I tell you what, maybe 10 years after I watched that one, I said, I'll never watch that movie again. Mm-hmm. Jake's like, you got to watch the director's cut. Meh. It's probably going to be like Batman v Superman director's cut and be incredible. And it was. <laughs> it truly was. So director's cut. Yes. It, no, yeah. The director's cut. I, I prefer this director's cut to Braveheart. I prefer it to Gladiator. It's a tier one war movie. It is. It is spectacular. And the personal journey as well as like the warfare and the visuals are just outstanding. And, and Eva Green is in it. And everybody does it just a stand up oh, job. No, you don't like Eva Green? Oh, no. Sorry. I wasn't. I'm sorry. I was thinking of someone else. Who are you thinking of? Eva Mendez. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be very different. Yes. <laughs> That's in my mind as I was picturing. I'm like, I don't see no, Eva Green. Is, it's like a knight's tale. I've heard you growl at Eva Green before. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there it is. So, okay, really quick synopsis then if we haven't quite said it. But yeah, uh, Orlando Bloom is this blacksmith who's in France. Oh, that's racist. racist. (laughs) (laughs) You can call it. (laughs) Oh, gosh. So he's there and uh, uh, he's he's returned from war and he's got a brother that's trying to get rid of him. And uh, anyway, Liam Neeson comes into town, uh, admits to uh, Orlando Bloom, whatever. He had the French name, which I'm not going to try and repeat. I don't remember. Orlando Bloom. And... uh, Anyway, and says, hey, I'm, I'm actually your father, and uh, your mother and I had a fling, basically. And That's how it works, usually. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. And, uh, and he's like, if you want anything from me, ask for it now. Otherwise, I'm, I'll just be out of your life forever. And Orlando Bloom is like, I don't care about you. But then some incidents that I won't spoil propel him out of town. He chases after his dad and then follows him to Jerusalem seeking forgiveness and ends up getting wrapped up in the like the very highest echelon of royal politics and things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, and Eva Green. So that's it. I, I do plan on seeing this one. I do. So I just haven't got oh, it. Oh, and yet. to find it, you go on. Uh, it's it's in Amazon. I think it's uh, it's two ninety nine there. But if you're trying to actually make sure you find the director's cut, it's listed as an alternate version on IMDb. So uh, my next one, I'm going with the 2006 film that I have mentioned on the show before, and I believe you've seen it, Kent. But I don't know if you have, Jacob. I'm going with uh, Tarsum Sings The Fall. Nope. Kind of wondered if you'd choose that one. I've, I've seen that on list I, before. I, I call it hipster. It, we, we have to because I tell you what, no one's heard of this movie and even looking for it, people can't find it. Well, they can, but they just, they get, there's a lot of movies called The Fall and they yeah. get all confused and stuff like that. Uh, Tarsum Singh actually uh, is known for directing Losing My Religion, the music video from R.E.M. He directed that. Kind of cool, huh? Yeah, pretty cool. Is that cool. an 80s yeah. song or a 90s song, Joel? Uh, this one says, well, I don't know. This 91. Says, this is, yeah, right there. Or 90. Somewhere right there. Um, but yeah, so then and I also did Mirror, Mirror and The Cell, but... It's not that I, I like any of his other movies. I just kind of like to give a feel of who he is. And this one actually stars Lee Pace, the pie maker from Pushing Daisies. Yep. And uh, here's the plot. In a hospital in the outskirts of 1920s Los Angeles, an injured stuntman begins to tell a fellow patient, a little girl with a broken arm, a fantastic story of five mythical heroes. Thanks to his fractured state of mind and her vivid imagination, the line between fiction and reality blurs as the tale advances. And this movie, I've said it before on this show, and if you haven't seen it because I've said it before, please, please put it on your list now because it is one of the most visually stunning movies I've ever seen in my life, hands down. And it's because they don't use sets. They film in these real places. Like They actually filmed over four years in over 20 different countries. And there are some amazing shots here. Like Honestly, what you should do is just go right now and just while you're at your computer listening to this, you should just look up... uh, I'm not going to pronounce these correct, but Deadville in Nambia. If you look up Deadville, it's a beautiful place. Chand Bowery in India and Gunung Kawi. I can't even do this. Gunung Kawi in Bali Island in Indonesia. Look all those things up or you'll have bad luck for seven years. Basically. <laughs> no, but like oh, even, no. even just the pictures of these things, you're looking to go, that, that place exists in this world. It's like, uh, like the... The Deadville is a, is a desert, and it's got this bright orange sand, and it's just, it's uh, visually weird to look at. 
and they contrast it against the whole thing in front. But that's beside the point. Um, the, the movie is very similar in the way of the storytelling to Pan's Labyrinth a little bit. Not bit, quite yeah. as dark. No, no, no. There's still darkness there because it's there kind of is. a war veteran. Yes. But the, but the way it tells the story... Oh, and just the visuals are so incredible. It is. And it, and it's not just the sets either, because like the costumes and the movement, there's this scene where these, these people are like just twirling around and the way the camera goes. It's just, it's visually stunning. Now, I will say it is rated R, uh, but it's like one of those R-rated movies that I will, I have no problem watching because it's not overly gory. There's really little any language. There's no sex or nudity. It's mostly R-rated because a child is in danger. And anytime there's child peril in any movie, the MPAA is like, yeah, it's an R rating, mm. but it is intense and it is, it is violent at times. There's a part where a guy gets a bunch of arrows in his back, but it's done. It's all fan, fantasy violence. And so like he actually falls back and kind of lays on the arrows and they're propping him up and it's like not gory or anything like that. But so like the Wolverine kind of, but not as stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this was released in 2008 and earned 3.2 million worldwide. Ooh, that's only 3.2. So not even in the, you know, international it didn't even make that much money. Apparently not. But I'll tell you what, it's amazing. You can find it on, uh, on Amazon Video, two ninety nine, or on the Netflix, on Netflix DVD. If you have Netflix DVD, you can get that. On the Netflix DVD? The Netflix DVD. Netflix still has DVD? They do. And I still subscribe to it only because I get a wider variety of movies and ClearPlay uh, uses DVDs to edit. My number three in no particular order choice. Actually, I struggle with this one because there are so many I want to mention. We have to do a part two if people like this show. But I'm going to do a movie from 2014. It's called The One I Love. This one has Elizabeth Moss from Mad Men. Pretty sure okay. it's just Peggy. an R.E.M. song. <laughs> yeah, Fire! Uh, so Elizabeth Moss, who from plays Peggy on Mad Men, okay. and Mark Duplass, who is in Safety Not Guaranteed. Also, probably a hipster movie choice. Yeah. You haven't seen it? I've seen, I've seen Safety Not Guaranteed. Okay. Wait. I always get Safety Not Guaranteed and looking for a friend to the end of the world mixed up. Yes. They're both very indie. One yeah. has Steve Carell and Keira Knightley, Mark Duplass, and Aubrey Plaza on Safety Not Guaranteed. What's the one with the time machine? That's Safety Not Guaranteed. Okay. Okay. So the one I love, this is the plot synopsis. A troubled couple vacate to a beautiful getaway, but bizarre circumstances further complicate their situation. So... This couple, they're married. They're having they're having some issues. Their psychologist is like, you know what? I'm going to have you go to this weird place. Just go. It's just kind of like a nice little coastal townhouse. It's got a pool and everything. And just have a good time. They go there. And there's a, a the strange guest house to the side. And you're like, this is a standard movie, kind of like a dark comedy. And then it becomes a Twilight Zone episode. I don't want to go too far into it. But in this guest house are idealized versions of themselves. And so this, this like married robots? couple, who's to say, but this couple who's the having director, <laughs> uh, that's writer? what I'm saying. You'll have to watch the movie. I don't want to give anything away, but this, this couple who's having issues with each other meets the idealized versions of each other. What was this called again? The one I love this the one. You I can love. actually find, I think it's on Netflix, but it is definitely free on Amazon remember right you now. Made that REM joke earlier. About yeah, it? yeah. I remember that. Now, yeah. yeah. So this one is, it's sadly R rated R. And so, Joel, you'd have to find it on Clearplay or whatnot. Okay. Um, here's what it's rated R sure for. they've got it. Yeah. Two men briefly fight. No punches are thrown, and neither of them is injured afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but there are, it says there are a dozen F-bombs. Yeah. So even though there's some salacious stuff in there, there's no nudity shown, but there, there's a bunch of there's F-bombs. Language. I'm not a fan of language, but okay. But this one is, is uh, yeah, it's, it's really, it's interesting it's a little. How did you watch it? Was this a, was this a critic screening you went to? No, no, I saw it on Netflix. Oh, okay, yeah. And so, and like I said, you, you just stumble along, like, hey, Elizabeth Moss, yeah. Uh, and I don't really care for Elizabeth Moss, really. 
Right. But this one, I do like Mark Duplass. I think he's a creative guy. And I think he had a hand in, in also writing this movie. It's just out there. And it does feel like a Twilight Zone episode, which is why I really enjoyed it. And then the end is just really strange. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully that piques your interest a little bit. Yeah. And that's what really we're trying to do with these picks is uh, it, not all of these are going to be for all of you, but find the ones you want. Find the ones that interest you. Give them a shot. My number three, again, in no particular order. Because we're doing four of these in no particular order. That's right. Hipster order. Five is so mainstream. <laughs> yeah. I actually really struggled picking between Baby, two different movies on this one. Go out. What? Sorry, that was five, the 90s band. Go ahead, Jake. Wow, that's obscure. <laughs> <laughs> Hipster. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I tried. The next is a Hitchcock movie. And oh no no yes yes, yes. no <laughs> please no. please no. I thought about that quite a bit actually dang it <laughs> okay Kent predicted you'd give you'd do that one. Oh no that was my first thought we were he thought he's gonna do Marnie <laughs> so just a little terrible background. movie never watch Marnie I I I really enjoy Hitchcock movies and he made one called Marnie which is kind of middle of the road and has what? some I thought you loved it no it's he, just because no Joel it's, hated it's it. basically he's up there with Gallivant. And Marnie, best things he's ever seen. <laughs> so as soon as I defend something, it becomes the best thing I've ever seen. No, you hated me because I gave it a bad rating. No, you gave it a horrendous rating. You said it, it was a horrendous movie. You said it, it was like the worst movie you've ever seen. You gave no, it, like, I, you gave it one and a half stars. Hey guys, yep, guys, did. guys, take it easy. Jake, could you recommend your movie? No, I want to talk about Marnie. <laughs> <laughs> Marnie's a little overlong, but it's still good. Anyway, <laughs> uh, my, my movie pick he is He said overlong, be, but he meant stupid. <laughs> Uh, don't make me pitch Marnie. <laughs> uh, no, my pick is uh, Rope. Rope. And that's from 1948. I've seen that one. Now, oh, you have, have you seen that one? Yes. Okay. So this, I love Rope. This is originally well a, it's a stage play. And it's It all, feels like a stage play in the movie. No, it, oh yeah, it does. Yeah. And they've done, they've done it on purpose. Yeah. Um, so it all takes place. This is just incredible to me that he can make it compelling that long. But uh, the thing that's remarkable from a technical standpoint is he uses a single shot through the whole movie. Yes. And so it's just a moving camera through Quote the room. Unquote. If, if I may, and Joel, I know you were kind of going there with this. It is a theatrical feat what he does, but there it are is. about four times where the camera does zoom in close to just, something. Just twice, just twice. Is it just yeah, twice? Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll zoom into like a back, and then it'll zoom back out of the back. But I mean, even, yeah. even adding that qualifier, the level of tension built, and based yes. on the synopsis you're about to go over. Which, that's, it sounds like a boring premise, like one shot, two people talking in a room. But Hitchcock is the master of suspense, and for good reason. Yeah, it, it really is pretty pretty incredible that way. Um, sorry, I'm trying to look at... I wanted to look up this other synopsis that I saw a second ago. Um, so, But basically, I mean, he builds up the, the suspense around murder. Now, these two guys, um, they, they consider themselves intellectually superior um, to other people. I and, know why Jacob likes this. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love, that's why I love hanging out with you guys. Oh, <laughs> I think that's it's not nice. Was that a dig at us? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> Come on. That was good. Where's okay. my pants? I nailed that. <laughs> All right. So, um, so just as kind of part of this experiment of demonstrating their intellectual superiority, they coldly, uh, strangle somebody. With yes. a rope, just to just to plan uh, a way we to. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> we need to go right now. Okay. And, and then they host like a party at their house with the dead body there, and they do all these Can't, things. The just, door's locked. <laughs> <laughs> they do all these things. Just <laughs> why did Jake bring a duffel bag to the I recording think I know tonight? What the end of season three is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, look behind you, <laughs> uh, Doctor Matt. Here to talk to Jacob, <laughs> please. 
Uh, anyway, so they just to demonstrate their intellectual superiority, they try and get away with this murder in a way that is totally meaningless. It's totally passionless, and it's it's just it's just cold and creepy. The fact that the body is still in the room mm-hmm. as this dinner party comes over, and oh they're putting gosh. their drinks onto the, this table. Yep, that's why, and that's why it's so good because once again, it's that dramatic irony. We know something that the people in the movie don't, mm-hmm. and it makes it tense for us. And I love that about Hitchcock. And it kind of has a surprise cameo uh, by Jimmy Stewart just for the last couple of minutes, and um, which which changes the tone, like the yeah, whole. Yeah, he the, walks in, he's like. Mom! Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Strange. I didn't think Mr. Kruger actually had an expanded universe, but it does. <laughs> anyway, Rope, it's 1948, Hitchcock. Um, yeah, look that up. Uh, my, my The other one that I didn't pitch is Strangers on a Train. I love uh, that one. 1951. Oh. Wait, wait. Which, you can save it for the, if people like this, you can save it for next. All right. Flicks, flicks, hipster, I'm going to say space. Strangers on a Train is not a hipster choice. That's why I didn't choose it. That's exactly why. I'm like, too many people know about Strangers on a Train. I'll give you a rope, or at least it's, the premise of it. It's kind of a... Crisscross. It's kind of a cultural touchstone at this point. Yeah. Two strangers meet, and then they can kill someone for the other person, and that's the whole premise. It's like a theme with Jacob's pick. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a Hitchcock. Wait, 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 wait. So wait, well, your first one was It Happened One Night. Your second one was what? Uh, Kingdom of Heaven director's cut. Okay, so you did go so post nineteen forty, really old, and then yeah, and then Ken, uh, have you gone before two thousand? Nope. Okay, nope. Just enjoying this. I actually had a different one that was newer, but I just I didn't want to do it. I wanted rope more, so that's fine. I no, that's fine. It out. Like I said, we could we could do one later on. Jake um, in the library with a rope. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, your turn, Joel. All right, so uh, my next one, and the thing is, I'm not doing very well with Kent. He's seen all these ones so far, and you have seen this one as well. Jacob, I ha- you haven't seen any of these yet, so I'm hoping this is going to hold with you. I'm, but I think I know what you're going to do. This is a 2002 movie, mm-hmm. and it's French film, and it's called He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not. And I'm not going to say a lot about this film, because when I, when I went to Kent and I said, Kent, you need to watch this movie, what did I tell you, Kent? Don't even look at the back of the DVD cover. Yes. And so I wonder how you're going to pitch this. Because I want people to, to experience it the way I experienced it. It was like, hey, what's this? And then watch it and be like, well, I think I know where this is going. And then be completely surprised. Can I be honest? So, yes. so the title, Jake, is He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not. Mm-hmm. You look at the DVD cover and it's got Audrey Flowers. Tattoo. Yeah, Audrey Tattoo from Amelie and from Da Vinci Code. And it looks like the cover of like the Family Stone. Like <laughs> No, like, come on. When, when, That's unfair. When Joel gave the, the <laughs> disc to me, I was like, why would you want me to watch this movie? I'm not going to watch this for like months. Thanks. And he's like, maybe you should. Yes. But please don't read anything about it. And I was like, please okay, don't. interest peaked. And I'll say this right now. This is available on Amazon Prime right now for free. You can watch it on Prime for free so right now. You're not going to tell us anything about this. I'll tell you a little bit um, because I, w- I want to at least you know give you some idea. But I just want to say it's on Amazon Prime for free right now. You can watch it right now, but don't look at the description. Just go to He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not, 2002. That's the year of the movie. Don't get mixed up with another one. And just press play and enjoy it. It is PG-13. Uh, for mild language, uh, there's a discussion of an affair and because there's, there's a young girl who's in love with a cardiologist who's a married cardiologist. I'll give you that much. All right. And uh, there's also some mild violence in it as well. And uh, so I want to make sure that, you know, you know, it's not like a typical French film. There's not naked people running around the whole time. <laughs> typical Frenchies. Typical so French film. Pretty much everybody's going to skip it. <laughs> I like the new room. Why do you have your top off again? <laughs> um, yes. No, but I love showing this I'm one. I'm going at, to France. <laughs> I love showing this one at parties because it surprises people every single time. Uh, this does have a, 90, a 73% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes with 71 reviews. And it only grossed a worldwide total of $5.1 million. Uh, and when I said who will like it, 
people who aren't distracted by subtitles, like I, I actually do this subtle mm-hmm. thing, like tell my kids learn to read. I actually turn on subtitles in like all the movies that we watch, like every one of them. But it's also a little subtle uh, subliminal message for me that when I show them a movie with subtitles, they're not going to be turned off by it. Cause a lot of people like black and white people have a stigma against it. People mm-hmm. have a stigma against subtitles too. There are some amazing films and I don't like dubbing. I really don't like dubbing neither. And so I, I prefer the subtitles, but this one, just go watch it. It's so much fun when you don't know anything about it. And I, I really think, I don't want to promise, but I really think you'll enjoy it. Listen, dudes. And I'm talking that, to the dudettes. I'm talking to the dudes out there. This movie is going to make your lady happy. And this movie will make you very happy. <laughs> this, this movie has enough for both of you. Oh, man. I just want to say one thing. So I showed it at this party. And this one girl in particular is like, Oh, hey. And then at the end, she was like, hey, oh, like it just became a very different feel from what she thought she did enjoy. She, it. She, was she singing the tailspin song? Oh, yeah. Tailspin. Oh, yeah. Tailspin. Um, so, yes, <laughs> he loves me. He loves me not. Go watch it on Amazon Prime right now. It's, so it's free on Amazon Prime? Free on Amazon Prime. I'm going to watch it. I, I, I kind of loved it. It was really fun. And it's so much more fun the second time, too, when you already know what's going to happen. What's funny, Jake, is when we were coming up with this, this show today, actually, <laughs> I was like, hey, Joel, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose this one French movie that, that someone let me borrow once. <laughs> <laughs> it's called The One, or he, he Loves Me, He Loves Me Not. Ken, Ken, I lent that to you. I was like, that you, was were, me. <laughs> you were that friend. <laughs> <laughs> and so, of course, Joel had to pick it. Yeah. All right. So there you go. All now, right, the, final, the final fourth. You guys ready for Super Hipster? Have we not gone Super Hipster already? Dude, not have, yet. You haven't chosen the ones I was expecting. Really? Were the other ones? Yeah, there's ones I was expecting you to say. Well, that's that's why it was so hard for me to pick. Yeah. I actually have two or three that I'm still bugging I'm everyone, everyone I picked can't have seen, but at least I got Jacob not seen Yep. I have a long synopsis here, so I, I'm going to need your patience. Oh, no. This is like the Batman pitch story again, isn't it? So Jason Todd no! is the second Robin, <laughs> and he's a punk, and Stop. everyone hates him. Scott. And the Joker beats him almost to death with a crowbar. No. That was going to say Margot that. Robbie shows up. Okay, yes. <laughs> and it becomes a French film. <laughs> what are you implying there? Sacre Bloom. All right, you Bloom? guys ready? <laughs> yeah. Sacre Orlando Bloom. Mine is a Japanese movie. Okay. Came out in 2009, and it's called Fish Story. Fish story. You probably haven't heard this. This is why I'm going true hipster no, here. I don't. Now hear me out. In the year 2012, I'm out. Oh, I'm done. John Cusack drives a limo <laughs> through every natural disaster <laughs> and survives. No. In the year 2012, a comet approaches Earth, threatening to end civilization when it impacts. On the streets of Japan, a single music store remains open its proprietor insisting to his customers that the world is not coming to an end. He plays a forgotten song recorded by an obscure band 37 years ago and insists that somehow this song will save the world. A series of short stories spans the years from the recording of the song in 1975 to the modern day and shows how, in roundabout fashion, the man in the music store is absolutely right. So this is the story of the Wild Stallions. Basically. Okay. So... There's this band in 19- Fish Story? Yeah. Honestly, the title doesn't even really make sense. Okay. The movie, it feels a bit like Edgar Wright and Quentin Tarantino had this weird Japanese love child. Okay. It, I, it, I could hear. I could, I could see that. Could you? Okay. And so there are four interconnected stories, like it says, and they're all kind of just happening, and they do come together in the end. But oh my gosh, this movie is, I mean, it, it's zany, clearly. I mean, with the Edgar Wright reference there. Right. But it is 
It's hilarious. It's a little bit scary. Uh, just to explain it, there's a band in 1975. They're a Japanese punk band, and they have this one hit song where there is like maybe seven seconds of silence. And so all these strange like cult fanboys were like, yeah, this song has seven seconds of silence. And if you listen to it, you can hear a ghost scream. <laughs> and so everyone like wants to download this song because it's really, really strange. In 1975, they want to download yeah. this song? Well, I mean, later on, like this oh, is 2012. Okay. Mm. And so everyone's talking about this legend and there's this one guy in his car listening to the song and then the silence happens and he's listening for this ghost scream and he actually hears a woman scream and he needs, he, he actually finds a woman to be intact and has to save her. And that's just one of the stories. Huh. And so it, it, it's just this weird connection. It is kind of just this magical movie. Zany, like I said, it's not rated, but it does have a few F words in the subtitles. So if, okay. if you can't read, it's PG. <laughs> <laughs> hey, kids. Oh, yeah. man. Can I Close just can I say something real quick? Yes. Just real quick. So I, uh, uh, Stephen Chow, he's yes. a, a Chinese director. Kung Fu Hustle. Kung Fu Shaolin Hustle. Shaolin Soccer. Shaolin Soccer. And that's just it. So Shaolin Soccer and Kung Fu Hustle, I got mixed up in my mind. Mm-hmm. And I own an edited copy of Kung Fu Hustle. And I was like, I'm going to show my kids a Chinese movie. And I, I for some reason, I was thinking Kung Fu. I was thinking Shaolin Soccer, lighthearted, fun. And I, I turned on Kung Fu Hustle, and if you remember, at the beginning of Kung Fu Hustle, there's the bad guys who open up a shotgun on a man and a woman. Oh, yeah. And my wife looks at me like, what are you showing your children? I'm like, wrong movie, wrong movie. And I had to turn it off. And I'm like, sorry, sorry, kids. And I felt awful as a parent. Uh, CJ7 or Journey to the West? CJ7. Very family-friendly like Stephen Chow movies. Yeah. But yes, this is... It's kind of a trip, but I really recommend people watch it. But the only way you can watch this movie is either buying it or renting it on Netflix DVD. Mm-hmm. That's the only way you can get it. Man, you have gone hipster. <laughs> Sorry. Wait, wait. How do you find it again? What's that? How can you find it again? Netflix DVD. Okay. So Joel can get it and he could let people borrow it after he gets on Netflix DVD. <laughs> he can actually go into Netflix and be like, I lost my copy. And then he could just let whoever wants to borrow go it. Go into Netflix? How do you think Netflix works? It's not a blockbuster. You no, know, go into the website. Yeah, go into the website. Oh. And you're like, I never got my copy. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yes. Yes. Because that's honest. <laughs> you're keeping them in business. <laughs> hey, I enjoy the variety. I hate it when things come and go off Netflix streaming. All right, Jake. Bring us home with your fourth. <clears throat> All right. So I've, well, I've kind of gone the full gamut here. I mean, there's been the old one, the kind of old one, which is suspense. So we have like this romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. War story, um, like epic war, um, and then the yeah the suspense, and now I have. <laughs> is this one about murder too? No, no. In fact, this one, this this actually, this was one I was iffy on as well. So it's your wild card. But this is my wild card, and I, I want to throw this one out there just because, just because it's a totally different mood. This is this is action comedy, and Rush Hour Two. <laughs> uh, that movie's so funny. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> I just knew. See it no, in your it, eyes. It's, it's Batman v Superman. <laughs> Ken's face just drops. Like a year later. <laughs> uh, I thought Amish jokes retired. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. No, this is this is actually it's not the first movie featuring The Rock, but I think it's it's uh, <gasps> it's right when he's taking the helm. Is this uh, the rundown? This the, is rundown. the rundown. I love the rundown. So uh, you guys tell me, does this does this count? Because most people don't know about this movie. In my experience, well, okay, it wasn't a huge success when it came out, and it was largely forgotten afterwards. But I don't know. Would this, is this hipster? Because millennials don't know of it. I think if I said Sean William Scott, no one would really know who that is. Which is sad. Well, kind of sad. They wouldn't even know who Stifler is. I don't care. 
Well, I mean, who cares? American <laughs> yeah. Pie is really dumb. Yeah. But still, he was a big deal in the late 90s or early 2000s. Yeah. And this movie was fun. This movie was really fun. In fact, this is probably... I can't think of a movie where I like... Uh, with the rock in it that I like better. This is the rock's best movie. It was, I, think I it was going to say this one. And what was the one right after that? Where he has the big four by four walking board. tall, which is really dumb, really dumb, but a lot of fun. No, no not the, even really the Kevin, fun. The Kevin Sorbo sequel is really where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true story. In every case. <laughs> yeah. So no, the rundown is, is the rock 2003. So again, he's pretty young. In fact, he even has this fun little scene where Schwarzenegger is walking out of a bar and like gives him like a head nod or a butt yeah, pad or something. The torch. Really the torch. In there. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. So here's the, here's the quick synopsis. A tough aspiring chef is hired to bring home a mobster's son from the Amazon, but becomes involved in the fight against an oppressive town operator and the search for a legendary treasure. So I forgot town operator is played by Christopher Walken. Yeah. Great villain role. Yes. A really great villain he's, role. He's having so much fun in that role. This whole stupid movie is just fresh and fun and, and kind of violent. I'm so I'm so glad you called it stupid too. Cause it is like, it is. it's dumb, but it's, it's dumb fun, which uh, when we get hipster, sometimes we go dumb fun and that's cool too. Yeah. Now, if I may continue off last week's show and I'm so sorry to everyone, cause I know I talked forever, but I think because of the rundown, because of how great they were together, mm-hmm. I wish Sean William Scott were playing Shazam in the Shazam movie when the rock is playing black Adam. I think them, th- those two together in a superhero movie they would do be chemistry, great. Yeah. Good chemistry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. So, yeah, it kind of feels like if you're familiar with the Uncharted series, like it kind of has that sort of like search for a treasure and it's but it's not taking itself too seriously. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a not a buddy cop movie, but that kind of thing. The mismatched pair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, a midnight it, run kind of a thing. Yes, it, it really works. And again, probably the best movie with The Rock. And that, which That's is why I know be, a few fans that would dispute that. But I'm it's sure true. I'm sure they would. But yeah, I'd put it up there. Uh, yeah. For me, it's probably the Scorpion King or <laughs> Mummy Returns. Come on, is that Mummy Returns an actual title of a movie, or is I it just Mummy Two? No, no, it's Mummy Returns. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mummy v Superman. Mummy Forever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. Okay. Mummy and Robin. Joel. All right. Uh, okay, so I'll wrap it up then with my number four. Uh, it's a 2005 movie, uh, French movie, I think. Uh, the Pacifier. It uh, stars Bad, <laughs> oh, Brad <stop>. Garrett, <laughs> Britney Snow, Lauren Graham, and Vin Diesel. <laughs> stop uh, it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Garrett. <laughs> Brad Garrett in The Pacifier. Raymond. <laughs> uh, no, it's not The Pacifier. I'm sorry. Why did The Pacifier even come up? It's, be- it's because we were doing the French accents. I was like, oh, yeah, we used to say, like, oh, the very classy movie, The Pacifier. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It sounds so much better when you say it that way. <laughs> no, mine, mine is, though my last one is a silent movie. It is from 1928 which is early, early film. Hate it already. Oh, should anyone watch this? Oh, well, here's the thing. Like I said, maybe I'm going against stigmas because people don't like black and white. People don't like subtitles. This is a silent movie, and automatically people are going to cross their arms and be like, mm, silent movie? Modern times? No, although I do like Charlie Chaplin, but mm-hmm. I am more of a Buster Keaton fan. Oh, yeah. So I went with Steamboat Bill Jr. Now, Steamboat Bill Jr., uh, the plot actually sounds I've terrible. I've never heard of this. Really? Never. Well, I, I bet I'm, I'm going to say some things here. I bet you'll recognize. Okay. Because it has become this iconic movie after the fact. Because it was actually a box office bomb at the time and kind of started the end of Buster Keaton's career. Hmm. Yeah. But uh, the plot says, the effeminate son of a cantankerous riverboat captain comes to join his father's crew, which doesn't sound like a great plot. But essentially, this riverboat captain, this rough and tumble guy who, you know, r- r- who does a steamboat, his son is coming back from college. He hasn't seen him since he was a baby. He's expecting this big, burly man like him. And it turns out to be this little guy, Buster Keaton. And he doesn't want to be a riverboat captain. And he just kind of kicks against all the norms that his father expected. And so it's, it's his father's son's story for the most of the movie. 
And then it, it becomes this, uh, not slapstick, but just this very physical comedy because this huge storm rolls in. And you may have, have seen this before where some this guy is standing in front of a house. The front of the house collapses oh, yeah. and goes right around him and uh, like barely yeah. misses him. That's this movie. That's where this this came from. And that's that's been copied in other movies too. I think it was in Arrested Development. They did it in there. They did it in a couple other movies. Rush Hour 2. Probably. Yeah. But the with mm-hmm. his with his stunt, he did all his own stunts. And this literally was, I believe they said, a two-ton facade to the house. And it was no trickery. He had to stand on a mark and wait for the <gasps> house to fall over him. And it really could have killed him. But apparently by this point, he was kind of depressed. So he's like, whatever. Oh, no. Um, but it really is. because financially he wasn't doing as well? or Yeah. Well, he was kind of going downhill. I guess movies the, were kind of changing relationships a little were bit. kind of souring. Yeah. And things like that. But it really is. It's a great. It's actually a really good movie and really entertaining to watch. It, and I mean, he has other movies like, well, I'll talk, maybe talk on another flickster, uh, hipster flick pick show. But like he has the general and uh, Sherlock Jr. and a bunch of these other ones. But this one I really think is accessible for a lot more people, and it's just fun. It's a fun movie to watch, and you can actually find it. Uh, it's free on the Internet Archive. Which, if you don't know what the Internet Archive is, it's a nonprofit uh, organization in San Francisco where they put a bunch of movies that are kind of what's the domain free public, public domain. Public domain. There we go. They put those films up online, so you can watch it free on the Internet Archive. It's also a Netflix DVD. I actually found it for free on YouTube, legitimately on, for free on YouTube. And you can literally watch it on the Wikipedia page if you look up this movie. Oh, cool. So super easy to, to How access. long is it? I think it's like 71 minutes. Okay. Hours. <laughs> It'll just feel like that. <laughs> it doesn't. I don't know why you guys are so against these. Yeah, 71 minutes. <laughs> yeah, Jake, are you very familiar with silent films? I mean, uh, do you venture into those at all? Uh, yeah, I've seen a few. Um, you don't care for them, though? They're okay. Like yeah. I, I don't get the same satisfaction out of it that Joel does. Like you don't you don't love just the the physicalness of them. No. Well, and this thing is, I it's, I, it's, a, it's like a novelty to me. Like yeah, it's kind of entertaining for about fifteen minutes, and then it gets kind of weary. No, I that's the thing is, I I legitimately like movies like Nosferatu and Phantom of the Opera and Metropolis. Like I legitimately Sunrise the, these movies that I legitimately like. Like I actually have on the former seven six blogspot.com my top ten silent movie list because I'm a fan. But and also this one, uh, Steamboat Bill Jr., which some of you may recognize somewhat, was actually the inspiration for a film that came out six months later called Steamboat Willie. It was Mickey Mouse. Well, duh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that the Steamboat Willie is from Steamboat Bill Jr. Like, it's kind of this take on that. So was Walt a big fan? It or was, was it just... It, that thing is, like, it wasn't a, a box office success, but apparently it gained a, a, gained a legacy somewhat. But mm-hmm. even... It was just a name that people used back then, I guess. And so... Steamboat Willie has a lot of similarities with Steamboat Bill Jr. So Mickey Mouse owes a little bit of gratitude to, to Steamboat the end Bill of Jr. Buster Keaton's career. <laughs> Near the end of Buster Keaton's career, a okay. Films after huh. that. When a house well, was dropped on him. Well, actually, if you want to, if you want to know, if you want to get, yeah, I'm getting hipster here. The one of the big reasons uh, his career died out is because when they finally got sound, his voice did not match what people expected it to, and so they didn't like him in talking roles. Is there any video footage of him actually talking? Because I would actually like to hear that. Yeah, he's. I was going to say he's in. Sure uh, there is. Oh, is it Sunset Boulevard? No. Uh, he's in, no, he's in this re, this fr, uh, fairly recent movie where he's like one of the card players around the table. Hold on, looking it up. He's like, hey, everybody. No. <laughs> no, it was, it was deep. It was like this deep voice that no one expected, like, hello, everybody. My name is Buster Keaton. So, listener, if you want. There's 12 movies that you may or may not have heard of. And uh, let us know if you have or not. And we'll put a list up we'll so you guys list. you guys can read it as well and refer to because, I mean, unless you've been jotting these down. But yeah. yeah. Some people do take copious notes during our shows. You could almost call this like a hipster's baker's dozen. 
It's not 13, it's just 12. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what voice you're doing. Uh, like, what is that? It's, it's kind of cool. like, like a, a stone I think he's hipster. high, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we, can, we can be high too. No, but in, and honestly, uh, Kent will probably agree with me on this and Jacob as well. No, I feel like I have to agree. Yeah, Joel's awesome, right? Yeah. No, <laughs> oh, it's incredible. No, B plus. Kent and I are always looking for good movies that we haven't seen. Mm-hmm. So if you have recommendations, if you have hipster recommendations, feel free to send them to us. You can comment at BaconCell.com. You can comment on our Facebook page, or you can comment on Twitter at BaconCell. You know what would be a good bit? Hmm. Is if they send us movies and we, like, Bacon Sale reviews your hipster movie. Ooh. That'd be really good. That, that could, would that could happen. That'd be a good Bacon But bit. it has to be one none of us have seen before, and we have to watch it together. Yeah, there's no way someone's going to find one we haven't seen. That's a challenge. I'm putting it out there. It has to be good. You have to like it, and yeah. it can't be crap. <laughs> That's true. I know, I know. right? We're really. I'm worried someone's going to be like, "Oh yeah, this." They're uh, just going to play a joke on space us. Space Buddies <laughs> is really good, and I'm like, I'm not watching Space Buddies. <laughs> I've like, seen Space Buddies. Guys, go so see Rock Dog together. <laughs> rock Dog. Yeah, rock Dog. <laughs> yeah. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76 Joel uh, on Twitter, or you can find me at Quickwits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the Quickwits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Kenny Three Double D. If you want to read my movie reviews, it's ShowtimeShowdown.com. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob A. Rogers. You can go find Bacon Sale on Twitter at Bacon Sale. If you're not following us, that's a, that's a good way to keep up. We, we have constant content that we're posting up there. Also, you can go check out our merchandise. Uh, there's promoted tweets, and it's on Facebook. Or go to BaconSale.com or Gumroad.com slash Bacon Sale to go get that stuff. Yeah, we should, we should make another shirt that just says Hipster Flick Picks. Yeah. In the meantime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever, Joel. Yeah, sure, should Joel. We? Yeah, sure. Uh, hey, I don't want to sell out. All right. <laughs> Should we? Uh, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is happening? Jacob, end the show. End the show. You're listening to the most hipster thing of all, Bacon Sale. Let's get ready to rumble. Jock jams. You should just use that. Y'all ready for this? I think we got a That's a great start. Should we do it? Just use that. One, one, one. Hello, hello, hello. Do you actually know what that song is about? Marijuana? Mm-mm. Reebok pumps. Oh, I love the pumps. Pumps are the best. Pump up the volume, pump up the volume, pump up the volume. Dance, dance. dance. All that she wants is another baby. She's gone tomorrow, but all that she wants is another baby. All I want to do is a zoom, 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 and a boom, boom. Just shake your rump. Hey, there's nothing wrong with talking in soft tones about things people care about, but don't know they care about. I like how I roofie someone just so they'll sign a paper. (laughs) You have low T, and your T gets lower by the second. <laughs> wow, that's a nerd burn. Kent's going to tell you how it hipster us. I don't know if I will. I'm pretty sure you will. Yeah, you will. Will I? Mm-hmm. Yes. No, you, you could bend over backwards to try and get me to remember, but I don't think I would. Don't Plus. call Jake's wife it. My wife is a lovely woman. Thank you, Joel. Thank you. <laughs> you I think Joel just won the hipster show. I know, right? <laughs> is there a heart beating in your chest? All right, Kent, hipster it up. Barbie Puppy Chase was my band's name in college. It almost feels like a like a European Miyazaki film. Yes. Wow, going hipster. A wife briefly kisses her husband. 
out hipster Kent and Joel. All right, my next one is Vampire Academy. I think I saw that in a theater with my shoes off. <laughs> Although I do have a, a pretty strict one in, one out policy. It's probably going to be like Batman v Superman director's cut and be incredible. <laughs> and it was. <laughs> I've heard you growl at Eva Green before. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there it is. Uh, your mother and I had a fling, basically. and That's how it works, usually. Hey, Elizabeth Moss. Yeah. Uh, I think it's not nice. Was that a dig at us? <laughs> I don't even know. It's not like a typical French film. There's not naked people running around the whole time. <laughs> typical Frenchies. Typical so French film. Pretty much everybody's going to skip it. <laughs> I like the new team. Why do you have your top off again? Margot Robbie shows up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it becomes a French film. Sacre Orlando Bloom. The Kevin Sorbo sequel is really where it's at. Oh, should anyone watch this? If you haven't heard me talk about this, I really like Batman v Superman. Space Buddies <laughs> is really good. That's not your level of hipster. You've gone like full hipster. And I will warn you, there is some old man butt in it. <laughs>